The Athletic. Hello all and welcome to the 74th edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic and our final podcast of the 2020-21 season. I'm Michael Bailey. Hope this finds you safe and well. On the way, just to, just encapsulate this pod, just imagine it. It's basically like all the Norwich players have just finished their final game of the season and they're all just in a pile, basically, on the pitch. Because that's what this pod is. We, we're just going to see who turns up and we're going to talk about some stuff. Minimal, we've got almost little, we've got nothing going on. It's just going to be a free-for-all. So that's what's on the way and I hope you enjoy it. If you want to call it a party, call it a party, but it's on Zoom and we all know Zoom parties are rubbish. <laughs> so it's it's whatever it is that we can make it. And I will tell you who's here right now. I'm here right now. We've also got Norwich number Wang chief at NCFC numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Hi, Michael. We have also got Canary songsmith, John Rogers. Good morning, everyone. And we've also got fresh from a stream because he he is literally streaming 24-7. He looks like he's in a tent. It is um, our very own Mr. Scottish Maestro commentator, journalist, and now officially known to everyone as Hodgie the Hack, Stuart Hodge. Right on brand, Michael. I like it. How do you smith a song? Can I say, by the way, this is the first of three mandates we've got this week. Yes, it is, isn't it? We are like booked in to the hilt and we, we come as a pair now, although presumably you're taking all the fee because I haven't seen any of it. I, I, I don't get any money for it, but I'm just wondering who's the straight man and who's the comic? Well, let's let's hope it's you for both, to be honest. <laughs> you, you bring gravitas and great journalistic credibility and I just turn up and ruin people's streams podcasts whatever and hi everyone we were just supposed to say hello weren't we not like take over just because he's got a new podcast me I, I i just like i've i've been at 4 a.m starts every day for the last five days my eyes are actually going permanently bloodshot so outstanding see this is perfect for our end of season zoom party oh, where we're all on the floor yes steve can I just give, I mean, I don't, obviously this is a very slick operation, but I just want to give a, a slight peek behind the curtain of this uh, party, <laughs> fairly chaotic start that we've had. Uh, we were supposed to start about half an hour ago. My internet wasn't working. Then John's laptop wouldn't turn on. Um, and Stuart's literally joined as you were giving me the intro. <laughs> so we've all been out, we've all been in, uh, but now somehow we're all here. And I have no idea if this is going to last until the end, but um, I've enjoyed it. I, I was thinking, I hadn't seen Stuart join, so I thought I was going to have to do a Scottish accent. I thought Michael's <laughs> going to wink and make me go, how you doing everybody? And I'll see how he got on, but yeah. I didn't have to do it because he came in just before I was about to. I'll tell you what, right? here's, here's, here's a challenge that I'm going to lead out. That wasn't bad, was it? It wasn't bad. You do the rest of the pod in a Scottish accent and I'll do the rest of the <laughs> pod in a Norfolk accent. No, let's not do any of those things. No. Uh, but uh, like a true party as well. It was literally 10 to 8 and I was thinking, it's only going to be me <laughs> because we weren't sure who's going to be available. Um, we don't know, but other people might pop in as well. I have put the feelers out um, and, and I'm not putting that in a kind of all celebrity surprise guest. Here's Darren Huckabee. <laughs> if that ain't happening, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, more of our podcast colleagues. If they don't, it doesn't matter because people have things that they can do now. And I am fully on board with that. Not that I have done any of them anyway. Yeah. Completely slick operation. Um, is everyone well? Uh, Steve, are you well? Uh, yes, I am well. I'm sad that this is the last one, but uh, we'll be back, won't we? Probably. We'll be back, yeah. <laughs> will we? Yes, we will be back. We're just having a summer off, um, which I think is needed. John, you well? No, I've got a horrible cough. So if I do, I do apologise during oh, it. Is it? Are, are you all right? I have been tested. I have not got COVID. Good luck. Well done. <laughs> That's good. I well, should have I... held on to the end, shouldn't I? I made it all oh, have I got? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to make it more exciting. But no one wow, cares anyway, so. we've come a long way in 18 months, to be fair. Stu, how are you? I've got a sore head and I'm in a tent, so I no, no very good. <laughs> uh, plus, I'm a bit disappointed. I, was, like, I wasn't deliberately fashionably late, but I thought, I'm turning up fashionably late to the party, and you're literally doing the intros, so disappointed. Yeah. Literally, the whole thing is late and completely ramshackle. But you know what? This is how it should be at the end of the season. This is Kenny McLean. We've, we've already taken all our clothes off, and we're busy... Yeah, let's not finish I, off I that, that image. Huh? 
I haven't taken my clothes off. You, you were eating a Bakewell tart, though, which is probably as party as this evening is going to get. Yes, and as sexy. Can I also say that's quite a meal choice of, like, snack? Bakewell mm, tart. Yeah. I can imagine Kenny tucking into a Bakewell tart, obviously in the off-season. <laughs> obviously in the off-season. Um, right then, uh, what shall I do? I know I'm going to read this because I believe you can... Now subscribe to The Athletic for a special price of £3.99 per month for six months, which is 40% off the full price of a subscription. You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, including through the summer, by the way, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. So go to theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod to take advantage of this special 40% discount. That is theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod. I would hate for anyone to think that um, come the f- end of the football season, we all now have two months off. <laughs> I can assure you that doesn't happen, but maybe a week would be nice. Um, yeah, quite. Uh, let's crack on, shall we, with this week's headline act. Which is kind of like the end of the season, really. Um, I was at Barnsley. I felt quite privileged. The <laughs> trophy lift was um, strange. It felt quite strange. They sort of had to do it in two groups because those who weren't in the matchday squad weren't allowed to be a part of it. But then they did a second one on the other side of the pitch where they could all be part of it. And this first one was weird because you basically had all of the guys who weren't involved in in track suits. Uh, they couldn't go and collect a medal. So that was like Ollie Skip and Tim Bookie for two. Um, and they had to sort of clap on the side as everyone else lifted the trophy. <laughs> it was sort of damning indictment, really, of the current circumstances. Uh, but then somehow they, and I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to reveal this, I don't know, but they all went over to the other side of the pitch and did one all together. <laughs> so I don't know what the point of that was, but there we go. Um, kind of uh, slightly surreal with no one there, obviously, but um, lovely to see. Uh, how did you guys follow the end of uh, season shenanigans? Steve, how did you follow it all? Was it enjoyable? I followed it on iFollow as I follow every game pretty much this season. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the game itself was a a bit of a procession. It was like, uh, it was kind of like, you know, the Wes game against Leeds three years ago. A bit like that really, wasn't it? There was nothing riding on it. It was a case of, it was nice not to lose. Barnsley were quite good, I thought. And, you know, quite um, accommodating opponents, weren't they? Um, But it was all about, yeah, it was all about, Teddy and to some to a slightly lesser extent Brancic, but um yeah the the exit at the end um the the joint trophy lift the captain's armband we we're quite good at send-offs I think obviously it helps when you've got nothing to play for um he didn't have a great game I don't think <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> but uh yeah no it was um it was just it was a perfect way for him to to go I think and uh fitting tribute to a, a real Norwich City legend thought Norwich defensively were quite poor, actually. But, you know, we don't want to do too much analysis of, of the shenanigans. Um, but, yeah, Norwich Norwich have nailed goodbyes. They did well to win the league so that they could just, you know, chillax at the end. But, um, uh, yeah, we had tears. I, I guess the reaction was kind of um, in a similar proportion to their time, wasn't it? You know, Mar- Mario, sort of a really good four years, big impacts. Um, you know, it was all quite, oh, brilliant. Thank you, Mario. Goodbye. Alex Tetti, twice as long twice as much emotion tears relief um what a legend uh quite a different kind of reaction and alex tetty was in tears as he left the pitch john i don't we think you could find a single person who thinks he could have one more year even you take all the romance out of it it was his time to go but it's just a sad kind of situation that it wasn't with twenty-five thousand people on their feet just, I mean, not a lot of people are very emotional about it. And it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful. But he's kind of the player that I, it, just, it was just nice for him to kind of drift away a little bit. And I think, he, I think it suits his personality, maybe. I don't know. You can probably tell me, Michael. Was, is he a sort of person who likes that kind of big centre stage of, 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 of a player? I don't, I've got a feeling he might not be that sort of guy. Well, I wrote, um, I wrote a piece when he broke the uh, overseas record, which I probably put more stock in than some people, but I thought it was a nice record. Um, and uh, and I, I wrote in that piece because it, it and some people raised the raised an issue with it because they said he did wouldn't want a testimonial or a testimonial even if he even if he even if he stayed because he just wouldn't really want that. I think he wants to come back and say goodbye though. And I think it it did catch me speaking to him. It was a real privilege, by the way, speaking to him after after Saturday. I have to say, um, 
but yeah, it did sort of catch me out just how emotional he was and how he, he wasn't, he didn't really want to contemplate having to play. <laughs> um, and then all of the emotion and all of the goodbyes and the gestures, I think they genuinely choked him. He's, he's such a lovely bloke. And I think everyone sort of said that as well, but I have to disagree with you, John, though. I mean, I was kind of in mind that I would probably have kept him for another year. Okay. That said, I don't think he probably wanted another year. So that, you can't keep him against his will, obviously. So it kind of. I've, I've got a couple of wee things to fling in there. So one is, I would have liked to have kept him just so as he could have stayed up in a Norwich City team next year. I think that would have been quite nice for him, um, given that we've obviously kind of bounced back down the last few times. And the other thing that I would say about Teddy, I've I've been lucky enough to be like um, with yourself, Michael. I think it was a press conference with yourself a few years ago, and uh, the room with him. And I found him to be... A couple of things struck me. One was how gorgeous his face is. Like, he, he is a very <laughs> handsome... And even though he's, like, in his kind of 30s, he's, like, he's got a very, very youthful skin. Like, he's a um, really good-looking guy. Uh, and, and better looking in person, I think, than on TV. Uh, that was the first thing. Second thing, he, he was kind of like Tigger. Like, a bit sort of kind of bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. But... I also get the impression that and that's the only, I think that's once or twice. I think he'd been in the mix zone once as well with him. But I think he's quite different depending on what, what his situation is and, and what kind of mood you get him in. And I think he's been quite statesman-like for a, like a lot of the week. And then it just all poured out of him. And what you've got to remember is, and people always think of football as just these like superhuman athletes, not real humans kind of thing. They're human beings at the end of the day. This is a decade nearly his life. You know what I mean? It's in terms of his playing career, and like most people have better playing careers than they do managerial careers or whatever. This is going to be the the vast sort of body of his work at the profession he's dedicated his life to. So you can you can kind of understand it. And I always think it's nice when you see football players breaking down a wee bit and really showing the emotion. I've written something on on the pair of them which you can which you can read. I think the bit that caught me really with Mario is that you will probably find a shorter list of the iconic moments in the last four years that he hasn't been involved in than the ones he has. There are so, of all of Norwich's iconic moments in the last four years, a lot of them involve Mario Francis. Is he which playing I just the Millwall game? Uh, yes. yes. In fact, he kept, did he come on and it assisted? Up, he set up the, the winning goal, I believe. He did. Yeah. There you go. Slide will pass. See, see what I mean. We won't do it all now, but it's um, it certainly it certainly sticks. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to say that about the game. Anything else anyone wants to say about the game on Saturday? Well, I didn't see it, but I've seen a lot of Barnsley this season. They're really good. I hope they go up. Yep, second that. They're really awkward to play against. Mm. And they'd be fun in the Premier League, wouldn't did, they? Did DK play? He came on. Yeah. I think, like, now, the, the, there's an interesting thing with him. Obviously, um, in the green room before the, the game, there was a lot of sort of chat among the fans about potential transfers, and I'm not sure how much you want to go into that, like, into that stuff, Michael, but um, DK, there's there's an interesting clause. That I, think, I think this is right. Barnsley, for $20 million, can buy 80% of them. So, like, maybe we'll be missing, like, half a leg. Um, but I, I think... I don't know. I think that's a clause built into the loan deal from Orlando City. But Norwich City, in terms of a front man that could impact things in the Premier League, a young, hungry player, that's exactly the type of guy we, we want to be bringing in, I think. Their recruitment has been very good and, and notable, I think. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let's move on to, shall we, uh, things we are not going to talk about, which are the things that have happened and deserve acknowledgement, but we are only going to acknowledge them by stating how we are not going to talk about them, which I'm sure by now makes absolute sense. We've only got three minutes to do it as well. So please cue the dramatic music. Producer Ollie. Uh, I am not going to talk about or kick us off with uh, Jordan Hugill chipping a tooth. Um, he was, of course, on because of Tammy Pookie's injury, um, which may well rule him out of the Euros. Um, I think Finland are desperately hoping he'll play. I don't think there's an actual answer at the moment to whether he will or not. I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he will, but I would imagine there's an entire country 
banking everything and hoping that he will, which I personally think puts Norwich in a horrible position because either way, they're probably going to have to deal with the consequences of that, um, even if it's through well-meaning or not, or not. You know, it's it's horrible, and he deserved and deserves better. Poor Tammy, um, and obviously Jordan Hugo chips too, <laughs> which is a side note. Same thing, but I don't want. To, well, I do actually want to talk about the fact that. I had a feeling this was going to happen. This is going to be, or, or would have been, depending on how it goes, the pinnacle of Timo Pukki's career, right? Finland at major finals. And you just felt he was running on empty for like quite a wee while. He was getting like properly flogged, like in terms of the number of matches he was playing. And I just felt something might go. And I just, I'm, I'm genuinely praying that he's fit for the year. It's like a sort of World War Two squadron when they were walking around the pitch, wasn't it? Like half of them were on crutches and you had Ben Gibson hobbling down from the Radio Norfolk commentary box. You got Hugh Gillies out there missing half a tooth. But it's um it's very much like walking wounded. I think on this kind of victory lap that we've been on, most of them have sort of tripped up and fallen over at some point. Obviously, you know, we hope hope for the best for especially I feel bad for Kenny as well. I mean I know, you know, only Scotland, isn't it? But still, you got you've got to feel for the for the guys. I'm going to ask the mayor of Norwich to banish you from Carrow Road, mate. <laughs> um, poor old Kenny. I think that's going to be terrible news for him, um, and I think it will be devastating for him, which is such a shame. John, anything you don't want to talk about other than injuries? Because that's quite you know, sad for everyone. It's pretty niche, but I don't want to talk about the first goal and the last goal of the season that was scored by the same person, which I thought was quite a nice kind of. Kind of bookend to the season. Similar goals as well. They were very similar goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's interesting to see what will happen to him this next season. He's obviously going to go to. I think he went to a championship. Maybe like Nottingham Forest. Score twenty-four goals, and we'll be selling him for twenty-five million quid to uh, someone. Hang on, twenty-four then... goals in a Chris Hutton team. Like that's exactly that's like fifty in a normal team. <laughs> oh no, Chris Hutton's been sacked by by um, by September. And someone else Jeez. has taken over. Alex Neal? Yeah, Alex Neal. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's my prediction. I did also predict very early on the season that um, Farker was going to get sacked. And some bloke who might, might be. I did, didn't I? Remember? And yeah. someone else from. I'm joking. <laughs> but um, someone from Celtic, some Celtic manager that, that might, might take over as well. Be glad that did not happen. Goodness me. Mm. If we went back through that WhatsApp chat, I think we would find something that said, how in is Norwich manager by October? There we go. That's why I called. I that's thought he Eddie Howe would be Norwich manager by October. I mean, that's probably something you really shouldn't have spoken about right now. To that's be honest. Right, there we go. Well, well, it, hey, it keeps life interesting. That's the, that's the thing. Uh, time is up. The music stopped. Uh, the only other thing I didn't want to talk about, well, there were two things actually, which we forgot to talk about last week. So I'm just putting them in this week. Histon's Crest which is just an Norwich City rip-off, to be honest. They can be very thankful that David McNally is not still CEO at Norwich City because <laughs> he'd have already sued them. He'd have had the police round somehow or other. Um, and the other thing is Captain Canary's rebrand uh, where uh, you know he seems to have a fringe. I like it. I'm not alive. It's made him, made him current. He's a bit more athletic. <laughs> Yeah, Premier League ready. Is it kind of like an aerodynamic fin on a Formula One car? No, no, I've, I've, I, no. I, I've no, not I seen it, this. It's more likely to get in the way. It's like mm-hmm. a. They have those mascot races, don't they? So if it was, then it would be. Yeah. Like, like, should just be able it's to aerodynamic. Fly, really. That's what it is now. Yeah. We've got an aerodynamic mascot, which is what you need in the Premier League. If you can't beat Boiler Man then he doesn't deserve to be Norris City mascot. That's what I would say. Um, well, I think we're done then with the things we're not going to talk about. Um, if we've missed something, let us know. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, let's bring on some centerfold. Now, these are our alternative awards. We kind of started this last week, sort of, while we talked about the EFL and um, Norwich City Player of the Season awards. Uh, We had a little chat briefly, but uh, as we will have set out at the very start of this podcast, this is incredibly ramshackled. So um, we're just going to throw out some awards and have a chat. Uh, Hopefully John hasn't run away (laughs) because he can't can't think of anything. Um, I have to say coming up with the awards was probably the easy bit, but um, hey, we're all welcome. We, all, we can all throw in our awards uh, nominations and our, our, our various gongs, if you want to bring them uh, to the fore. Uh, so let's go through some of them, shall we, which we had discussed in our WhatsApp group. and We can bring them to the masses and hope that you guys and girls out there enjoy them. Uh, best goal, straightforward, best goal. I mean, come on. Best goal. Uh, I'm going to go for the, I don't know who it was against. I'm sorry. I really apologize. I've just cut it, but it's just come to me. You know the goal that Kenny McLean twonked from the halfway line and Emmy swooped in with one touch? Barnsley. Barnsley. I thought I was going to say Barnsley. Barnsley. But that was such a crucial time as well. We needed, that was a really difficult game. And I remember we just weren't getting in behind them. We weren't, I honestly didn't think we would break the deadlock. And with that one little move, it just, it was very un-Norwich City, very, a long ball. And it was just, the perfect goal for me. I just know it was an absolute class all the way around. Oh, that's not even the best Emmy Buendia goal, surely. No, I but it's but, 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 but so it's best. I think it was the most important, mm-hmm. and that makes okay. it more more best. Important <laughs> equals more best. The bestest goal. Well, uh, Emmy Emmy's a British. Look, I don't mean it. I'm just trying to give other people a chance to say I I'm not still the best goal. I but love play it. on. Everyone, no, no one, no one, no one knows me saying that. Carry on. Emmy Buendia at Bristol City was mine. Just a, a work of art that I could watch on yeah. repeat all the time. Todd Cantwell's at Sheffield Wednesday, close second. Can I also nominate um, Buendia again against Bournemouth at home? Uh, the one with Pukis. Oh. I know that that meant nothing, so that had absolutely no bearing on anything. But as a as a as a move, uh, I think that was that's a close second to me, just behind the Buendia Bristol City one. Love it, Stu. I'm going to go for my favourite from the seven-goal demolition of Huddersfield. And my favourite in that game was Cantwell's um, goal, which might not even have been the best goal in that game, but uh, <laughs> it was still it was my favourite in that game where we were amazing. So I, I'm giving it best goal. Beautiful. A best save? I can't think of any, but you've got one here, haven't you, Steve? Go on. I have one, yeah. And it's the same, same game as the ME Bristol City one. Where cruel. I think mm. the really great saves. Well, no, this is this is not true. But there a lot of really great saves are ones where you have to watch it on a replay. To, to like, did they touch that? Did the keeper get a touch on that? He somehow. T- I think he turns onto the bar. Is that Chris um, Chris Martin's shot? It was, yeah. And you have to. It's. I think it's like three or four times I watched that, and before I realised, God, he's got, actually got a touch on that. That's it's a great shout. It's a great shout. I want to give it to. There was a Michael McGovern save. I don't know what game it was, but there was one where he came in and it, he actually tipped it over the bar. There was a header from a corner and he he kept us in a game, if you remember. It was Cardiff, it was, wasn't it? I think. Or I think Blackburn? it was. I think Cardiff, was it? Or Blackburn, Blackburn early in the game at Blackburn. Oh, there was, was a good Blackburn, tip yeah. over as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was. There was, a, there was one game where he, kept, he had a great game. He kept us in. I think he won man the match, I think. And it was just around that kind of period when we were really struggling with injuries and he came in and did a really good job whilst people was really going at him because he can't, He's not very good with the ball at his feet, okay, but he's just a fantastic goalkeeper, an old school type goalkeeper. And I'm glad he's got a new contract actually. So good luck to him. Yeah, too true. Um, best game? 7 0, Huddersfield. Yeah. Uh, from a personal perspective, I'm going to get awfully mawkish here, but the only game I was able to go to was um, Sheffield Wednesday at home which I went to with my dad and my brother. And it was like actually being there and able to celebrate a goal and just the occasion as well. Obviously we were losing with what, 15 minutes to go and coming back to win 2-1. So I think as a moment for this season, my favourite was that Aaron's Aaron's goal to win that game. That's lovely. You, you can have that award. That's, that's beautifully put, Steve. Um, biggest villain? Oh, George oh, Savile. George Savile. Yeah, Emmy Buendia sent off... Uh, 
the, the pinkin have done a great dock of the season by the way and um it showed the yellow card the second yellow card again and i was like oh my god that is so not even a foul <laughs> it was just so yeah keith stroud uh, i can't give it to him neil warnock just doing neil warnock things so i'll give it to george Savile ben pearson the way being. Like, ben yeah, yeah. is he still rolling <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll all be we'll all be celebrating him in the playoffs obviously it'll be interesting to see how he gets on that's a good shout thomas frank as well thomas he's my new best mate I mean, I'd give you short odds on him keeping it together to get Brentford promoted. I've got to be honest. I think he'll. I think he'll do it. Do you? Ah, no. I saw Dean Ashton bigging up Swansea because of their experience, and and building on that, and maybe they'll do a better job of it than Brentford. I think, by the way, terrible. I, I struggle to remember <laughs> a four four teams that excited me more going into a championship playoffs. I think it's a brilliant clash of clubs styles. And I'm really glad we are in the top two. Um, mm. I've got to say. But I think Bournemouth will do it because I just think they'll have the quality to uh, to win the games they need to. Um, quietest away fans. I think that was your suggestion, John. Good I mean, that's it? just mean. <laughs> that's just mean. Um, worst, well, oh yeah, I like, worst goal scored. Now, uh, Tamu Pukki's header against Preston. I mean, that was pretty... That was pretty well. Pookie's second goal. I mean, to be fair, we had a few heavy deflections, but the one that Buendia, was it Buendia hit and it hit Pookie on the foot and went in that the corner. That was his 50th goal for Norwich. But it was what great. are you talking about, Stiss? 50th goal, you should know that. It was, it, it, was a one, it, was, it was a wonderful instinctive flick, surely. Uh, Kenny McLean's shot at Brentford, I was going to say, because that was outrageous, really. I think it was Timu Pukki's last goal that he scored, which was the little tap-in thing he did. And because he kicked it so hard, into the goal, and then he kicked the ball into the crowd. I think that's when he did his ankle ligaments. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Let's hope not. Because it just, just, you should have got on his hands and knees and did the other thing that nodded in with your head thing so everyone gets really angry and chases after him, like they do in some video you see on face, Facebook. Um, I love those videos. <laughs> Worst goal conceded uh, was another one. But, um, well, I'm giving no. this for weird reasons, but the, the one where it came off Omo Bamadeli uh, against Preston. Oh, so I was Preston. really, really disappointed for him. Like, Great shout. Just because of the, the nature of it, he did a brilliant game. And the character, I think I mentioned it on here before, the character he showed to bounce back for that was was brilliant. Really excited about him. Yeah, Tushy. He, he's looking proper. In terms of the season itself, like not, not as a bad goal, but Rooney's free kick for Derby was a sickening moment. And then when Rotherham scored like really early in the uh, in the following game, it was like, oh, here we go. This is what this season's going to be like, is it? Um, That's a really good point, Steve. That goal was Rooney's last goal. And also it's the goal that saved them, didn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. If, that com- if you'd have missed ridiculous. that, they would have gone down. Well, you, you, yeah. you say this, but there's stuff in there. Just Got it there. There. I don't want to get too much in it because obviously it's a Norwich City podcast. But I'm going to admit something now. See the same way that commentating Norwich made me a Norwich fan. I've commentated loads of Wickham games this season and I love that team. And there's essentially the chance, like I don't know how much credence there is in it, but of a potential legal challenge because of stuff happening at Derby where Derby could yeah. get relegated and Wickham could stay up. The, Hope it happens. It's really interesting that the appeal result comes out the day or two days after the end of the season which will be completely deliberate they wouldn't have wanted that coming out during the season and a we have this story every season uh yeah. if, if there is a points deduction it'll be next year there is no way they will do anything that implicates this season's results even though maybe that's morally wrong to be honest but there we go they needed one more game didn't they wickham that's all they need good because like, derby crazy. haven't won one in 15 i think it is and wickham's Form for a, in a team who's been rock bottom for most of the season. It's just been brilliant the last five or six games. I, I watched and the points they've been picking what, up. Probably, definitely my favourite moment to commentate this season was Adibayo Akinfenwa's first goal in like well over a year, first championship goal, and it was a stutter step run up penalty where his belly actually shook to the side before he he put it past the keeper. Absolutely amazing. Just to quickly pull us back to Norwich, we uh, we won. We actually beat all of the bottom three home and away. So not only did that win save Derby, we also did them a favour with all the other teams. I'm not a Norwich fan anymore. I'm done. Ouch. Okay, I've written one here. Best red card. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think they oh, they're that... all the best, aren't they? <laughs> they weren't that many. Uh, I mean, Adam Eders, that was quite... Um... 
that was quite a red card. I don't remember that. Straight red, I think. So, well, wait, wait, hold on, this kind of feels like... Home to Wickham. You know when you get like diving, or like, sort of the synchronised diving at the Olympics or something, where you're marking it in various criteria, but you're not sure what the criteria yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. What, what criteria are we marking best red card, though? Well, I think it's more of a feeling, really. <laughs> I mean, you can't give it to Emmys one against Borough because that was a, that was a heinous act of of negligence. Um, I mean, his one at Stoke that was pretty silly. Yeah. But you know, he had two goes, two bites of the cherry. Whereas Adam Eder, you know, he did just sort of didn't like having his leg grabbed and just threw someone to the floor. Not to distract for their world too much, but do we think Emmys disciplines got better? Because like I've seen, I've seen a bit of a change. I think in like the latter mm-hmm. months of the season, he just seems to be just a wee bit less petulant. Yeah, we've got a move to play for. Since he came back, yeah, definitely. Do we need like you know on the? Uh, I can't mention the website, can I? But they've got like time since the last Norwich City win. Maybe we need one time since the last Emmy Buendia. Oh, uh, it's not I actually been see, that long. I can see that coming up next year, definitely. But yeah. we, we won't talk about that. Um, the Dermich red card, because the verberations are still going for that one, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go it with that. It's, been a it's while. all crept into this season. season. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, in fairness, it took place in July, which you could argue was beyond the end of last season or what it should have been. Mm. So I'll let it's you have it. Just really quickly, if he came back, would he have to do this three um, match suspension? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Can I ask a question <laughs> about Joseph Dunwich? Um, and I'm going to address the um, the songsmith here, but bearing in mind that Steve's really good in the piano and Michael used to be in bands as well, or like play himself, I'm not sure. Um, uh, has Joseph Dunwich released an album? I know he was releasing singles, but like, has he actually built to the the full album release yet? We recorded it, but after we got the red card, we decided to keep it unreleased. So, <laughs> all right. So it was a red card for the album as well. So red tape <laughs> and red card simultaneously. It was just a, just the same song over and over again, round and round. John bringing him up is a, is a hint that that's that's in the works. He's getting the Dermot name out. There. Oh wow, Doctor Mike, Doctor Mike. I can't wait. Um, favorite quote? Anyone think of anything that was enjoyable that someone said? <laughs> Oh, Daniel Farkas had a few crackers this season. I've also just thought a really funny joke that I should have said a minute ago, which was it's funny that Joseph Dermich is a musician, but he can't score. Um, oh. I like when it comes to Daniel Farka, I think um, dirty tapping, um, describing <laughs> as a dirty tapping, like um, from, from five yards, did he say or something? Dirty tapping from three it didn't matter what he said, it was the way he said it. Aye, but like calling it dirty. And I'm just thinking, you and your big jacket looking all clean and sheen, you know, describing something as a dirty tapping. Like, oh. he, he says it a lot, but I think the word greedy kind of sums Norwich up greedy quite well this season. We have been really greedy about how we've gone all out about games and 99 points is extremely greedy. So I'm going to go for just the word greedy as his quote. What about the word situation? Yeah, it's a good one. I, I quite like the... Um... I, I don't know verbatim, but when there was talk of manager of the year and he was like, he said something like, oh, I won the league two years ago and I didn't even get manager of the year. And then they gave Marcelo Bielsa, was it a manager, manager of the of world? The world. Something like that. <laughs> manager <laughs> of the world. Just gloriously bitchy comment. Yeah. Uh, not, he doesn't normally do, to be fair, but I just really enjoyed it in that in that moment. Not in public. Um yeah, it's uh, that, that fair play, Steve. That is brilliant. I I, I liked um, in terms of more serious. I uh, I liked his answer to me at Bournemouth about um, regarding Todd and Emmy. I thought they were quite iconic quotes, actually, and uh, everything that flowed on after that. What did he say, Michael? Well, it's all on the athletics, Stu. I can't remember it, but he basically <laughs> said he'd rather play the rather play the kit man um, because he'd care, um, and that they the both players, everyone. It was a general message, um, has a responsibility to the supporters, um, which were interesting quotes at the time, because I think a few people thought that, and we even probably discussed it, I think, on the pod, if I remember, me and, me and you, Steve, especially, um, you know, just worrying about whether the bridges were burnt and how would, especially maybe Todd, come back from all that. And they did, which, you know what? It's fair play. That's proved to be a managerial masterstroke. He's man management. You know what? Everybody goes on about his tactics and stuff, right? His man management this season has been spot on. Like the way, like he's always been good with like bringing younger players in and stuff. But some of the more experienced heads, when they've maybe butted heads, when they've maybe challenged them in the dressing room, he's been brilliant. The big man. 
the last few then. Um, now, the, these came up sort of through John and, and Ben Mounser on the WhatsApp group. Uh, most regressed player, which, which <laughs> I, I guess is the player who has deteriorated, which I think was the other word used. I mean, we've just won the championship with 97 points. And you know this is an award. Most improved, yeah. which is kind of like a little, you know, you know, well done, well done. A little pat on the head. Most improved. Did you did well? You could kick the ball forward this time. But it's more of a case of who who didn't push on this season. And we and there's, there's that's yeah. a difficult one to choose because everyone yeah. did. And I'm going to give it to Josh Martin. Sorry, Josh. Oh, what? That is, that is harsh in the extreme. <laughs> no, I'm not having position. That. I'm not an Orange fan. But, 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 but he hasn't like. Why he started off? I tell you, no, 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 no. I tell you, I'll tell you why. Because he he made his championship. His championship debut, his first full championship start. He scored his first senior goal, and you know what? His first senior goal with, came within a few minutes um, of coming on against Sheffield Wednesday, and it was an equaliser that led to Max Aaron's um, Aaron's Max Aaron. Oh, that that is the most stupid moment of the season, by the way. Him revealing uh, uh, his name is not worth. You're kind of but proving my point a little bit, though. Here, why? Because he went then he went seriously backwards from that point. Well, I think what happened was everyone came back. No, right, I'm I'm cutting in here. Similar <laughs> position, O'Neill Hernandez. 21 appearances, no goals, no assists, I think. Is that right, stats man? He probably yeah, played less than Josh Martin, didn't he? he probably had a lot of Yeah, minutes. right, but like, I mean, this is meant to be a guy that, at least in the championship, can impact games, right? Like, all right, he'll dribble down three men and then like, pass it out for a throw-in. But at the same time, like, I've, um, I mean, I've... O'Neill seems a great guy. Never been the biggest fan of his game, but like this season, it really didn't affect it at all. So he's the biggest regressor. What a horrible award this is, by the way. Horrible award. See, it's good, isn't it? I've, I've had a bit of tension to the podcast. Go on, Steve. One last nomination for this. Um, and I hate to say it, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Zimbo. Because on the basis oh. that... See, look at this, look. Ago, oh. he, was, he was, I think, second in player of the season. And he is one year younger than Hanley. But this year, Hanley was second in play of the season, and there's absolutely no way. On the, maybe Hanley is just a more improved, but I would say that Zimbo now, we're going into the Premier League, and we're like, can we even rely on him? Whereas I don't think we were like that two years ago. Easter was a terrible moment. I have to say that that was the worst possible thing that could have happened at that very moment. Um, well, what we did, um, well, look, that, that's, that's um, yeah. Well, we, we've, we've tapped a youth player. We've, we've, we've slagged some bloke with who's got the Norwich City tattoo on him and we've, we've gone for Zimbo straight through, through exactly. the eyes. I mean, this is the awful. Your work Who came up with this done. idea? Whose idea was this? Your work here is done. Who, who, who suggested this award? Was that Ben? No, well, I don't know. If it, no, in fairness, this is John, and then Ben suggested most yeah. repressed player, which I kind of quite liked. You know, who who's been most repressed? In, so like, I mean, you're you're talking repressed as in like Tim Henman clenching a fist in a really understated way when he I, won I a guess point. We haven't seen enough of maybe. I mean, in fairness, Marco was repressed by a virus, so um, I feel for him a little bit. <laughs> this um, can be this can be interpreted a million ways. Um, Shemeswav Poheta, I, I think, um, may have been the suggestion oh, in the group as well. That's like he's, he's burst. He wants to get out of... He wants to, but it, it doesn't... I can't figure out how it works at the moment. And that's with his teammates and him. Um, and that's a shame because Norwich do need that kind of pace option. Maybe it'll click. And he might be at the Euros for Poland. So, so, so steepy, like for a, for a few reasons, like Epstein-Barr virus. Right, yeah. like I mean, obviously, fault, is it? Has that? No, 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 no. But like that, that represses his ability to affect the football pitch. So if you interpret it that way, and then the other thing is, in terms of like someone who, when maybe they were available like, and, and wanted to play, didn't really get a chance. Obviously, repressed there. So he's maybe a bit repressed and and and, and wants to wants to show what he can do. You know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for explaining, Jay. <laughs> um. I think we oh, well and then then I was going to throw in because I, I didn't want to end on this most improved player because to be honest we can't end on this note these lot have won 97 points they've won all what 30 games or whatever I've got a late I've got a late entry of a suggestion as well go for but, it. but I'll let it know and a suggestion for an award so do you want me to do my oh oh okay yeah no we'll do most improved player and then we'll let Stu bring the tone right, down okay. maybe again <laughs> Hanley yeah read my piece on Grant Hanley being a leader He's he's rediscovered his Blackburn mojo. Okay. Wow. What happened there? Can you hear me? Yeah, you yes. went green. <laughs> like Michael Bailey, by the way, just for anyone listening, is turning into the I've whole just gone green. green. 
Yeah. <laughs> or on um, slow motion as well. I don't know what's going on here. Can you hear? Is the audio okay? Yeah, Michael, have you just like, dropped some sort of hallucinogenic drug? Know, like, I don't know. This is, the, my laptop is doing how I feel, which is like, like you know, Ray era Madonna right now. We're all on the we're all, <laughs> all on the pitch. We're all keeled over on the pitch. Uh, the answer to that yeah. question is Ollie, Ollie Skip. By the way, he's most improved. He just been. Yeah. He, he went from very good to astonishing to we have to try do everything we can to keep him. And it's just he's been. If we without, we conceded two goals without me on the pitch. When's the last time we did that? For you know two what? Two games ago, but it's all right. That's a great shout because the game at home to Preston, he was at fault for the penalty and he was at fault for the second goal. Um, you know, two games Red in, and you're like, there's a, there's quite a bit to improve here, uh, just okay. in terms of, which is fair enough because he was like 19 and hadn't really played any senior football. And then bang, right. look at look at what he turned into. So, so yeah, I've got good one. Shout, I'll, I've got one. Todd Cantwell. Todd Cantwell is now a consistent offensive threat in every game. He was streaky, 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 even in the Premier League last season when he, he kind of burst into the limelight and then sort of faded away again. And I always think for players, it's really, really, if you're a defender, right, it's quite easy to sort of go about your business and play quite well and, and look consistent just because you're doing your job right. If you're in a player at the offensive end of the field, it's harder to consistently be a threat in games and consistently cause problems for other teams. Todd Cantwell's learned to do that this season, and I think he's turned into a wonderful, wonderful player. And I think because of that consistency and the fact that he now bothers every team he plays against, he's my most improved. Just get a plug in. Todd Cantwell, my game in my words. Give it a read on The Athletic, because I really liked putting that one together. Stu, you had a award. Right. The... Brace, Kenny brace. McLean's pants, uh, most hilarious moment of the season award. Love it. Brilliant. This is what it's all about. Uh, Best award ceremony of the season, by the way, this. This is oh, amazing. The EFL's got nothing on us, man. Oh, superb. Uh, okay. Um, funniest moment. Anyone got a funniest moment? I'm harking back to the same game every single time, but the the, Nack, the Nacky Wells penalty uh, <laughs> for Bristol City was pretty hilarious and how bad it was. Oh, and I think we did mention this oh. before. But it's, Farker, of course. Farker, there we go. Farker fell through. Sorry, have I stolen yeah. your thunder? You have. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. I was waving my hands like a madman. I wasn't like Farker. Exactly that. We all do yeah. it. Yeah. Take a screenshot of it. We're actually raving now. Well, we're now officially raving. <laughs> and by the way, just a, like one of the best bits of social media content this season came from an account called Totally Teddy, and like waved up that foul through thing. And it was, like, I've watched that like a hundred times. It's brilliant. It is an amazing moment. Farker swears in German or English? German, definitely. Yeah, I've heard it a lot. Is Schnell, <laughs> is Schnell a, ger- a swear word? Well, let's hope not, because you literally just said it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like, we're not in German, are we? It means quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it just means, yeah, go. Or oh, does it? Right. Like, my, my frame of reference here is Blackadder, and that was the one thing I could remember. <laughs> Amazing. I know he says, ah, oh, young, 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 which is like young fool. I don't know, young player, young man, or something like that. So there we go. Which is the um, one, so yeah. <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, we will draw to an end our magnificent season awards. Uh, if that doesn't become an annual occurrence, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with my video, by the way. Michael, your video is brilliant. And like, do the, do the Farka thing again. Like, uh, it doesn't do it now. <laughs> uh, stop cooperating. Weird. Okay. No on. one could see this, which we're all giggling. It's well, so difficult to explain what's happened to your screen, Michael. Oh, I, I might put the video out at some point. Okay, let's uh, cue John Motson. This is almost fantasy football. This is almost fantasy football. Um, rather than look ahead with our crystal balls to the next week, uh, we should probably do it for the summer because we're not going to be back until August. So um, with the glorious gift of hindsight... <laughs> And maybe we can replay this section in the first podcast when we're back. I think that's a nice idea. Uh, let's see. What are we thinking? Give us some, let's just throw things out, things that are going to happen and how it's going to look this, at the end of this summer, going into the Premier League. How exciting. I think Norwich are going to be at home. No, we're going to be at Leeds on the opening day of the season, by the way. Don't know why. Oh, nice. No, we'll be a big club. We'll be like a, a way at a venue. <laughs> 
Amazing slide to the Leeds fans there, Steve. Top words. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> was not, I wouldn't get away with that one. Crystal <laughs> Palace at home. Oh, yeah. Very oh. similar to that when we went up with Worthington. It's going to be like that. It's yeah. all very exciting. And, uh, be and under Neil. Jerome and the... the, yeah. the oh, of course, yeah. Simon Hooper. Hat trick. Get him, get him, get him I, in charge. I think we'll make a good start. I think, I think we'll make a good start to next... Oh, but this is for the actual summer. And by the way, in the green room, there was quite a lot of talk about like, positions that were going to um, strengthen. And, and you had your opinions on positions that we don't need to strengthen. And I think you said <laughs> yeah. attacking playmakery people. Yeah. Right? And coming off the flanks, yes, you've got Amy Buendy and Todd Cantwell, but Kieran Dow's not shown enough for me. Consider, like, I mean, he's, he's in a hot oh, run of form at the moment. Right. Right. He's in a hot oh. run of form at the moment, but we need we need another 10. We need another nine. And um, we need someone to replace Skip. We're probably going to need someone to replace Max Aidens. And yeah, we need another defender because Zimbo isn't fit. Do you agree with Stu there, Steve, as well, about Dow? This doesn't happen that often, but I agree with every word he just said in terms of who we need to bring in in the positions. And I, I think you can't get rid of Mario and uh, and not get. I, I feel we, I do feel like we're lacking a ten. Who have we got? Dowell, Rook, Steepman. That's that's. And Vrancic is gone. Like if he was but there, if you were, and he played a couple of good games at the ten actually. But, if you were to list in order the positions you need to. You know, get so they they need a backup goalkeeper, they need a fullback because they've only got one left back and they've only got, you know, I mean they've got Bailey Mumba, but you know it, and, and I'm assuming Byron. everyone's staying here as soon as and Byron, but I mean we just don't know idea if he's going to be fit. So I think you need a fullback, you need a centre back. Um, yep. So you you definitely need a defensive holding midfielder. So I'm talking about a replacement yep. for if it was one replacement for Skip and Teddy. Uh, because I don't see Jakob Sorensen really in that role, but well, he he, he completes well. the other role with Kenny. See, see the other question there is like, can you replace Ollie Skip with Norwich's budget with one player? Like well, that seems a to. really hard ask. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, don't know what the answer is to that. But they need to find one. I think are we going to get maybe two centre backs coming? Because I think he'll want to play three at the back a lot more than he could do in the first Ooh. Premier League season. I like I that. We wanted to do it a lot more, but we never had it, if you remember, because we were down to what one half the time. We want because normally when we went one nil up, if we ever did, he used to bring on Tim Closer and he used to go back for into a three and kind of really keep it compact. But he never had a chance to do that as we went throughout the season. I think we're going to grow about three inches of the whole average of the side as well. I think we're going to bring some absolute monsters in for the midfielder, midfield and. In, in the centre-back as well. And then maybe a, a, a big, tall guy up top as well. Well, again, to, to carry on the point, like they do need another striker and they probably do need another winger. Um, and again, if you then lose Emmy, you do need to replace Emmy. So in my mind, you okay, you might want an upgrade at number 10, but it's probably about 10th in the priority list <laughs> would be my take on it. But that's only my view. I don't know. Like, I, I think I think it's, it's a big one. Because, like, if I look at players to play in the first 11 that are there right now, right, and, like, with the exception of Ollie Skip, right, who, who we're probably going to need to replace, I look at it and I think the first player in the 11 that I would, I would not hang my hat on is the number 10. Yeah, I agree. But that said, I think Dow will start the first game of the season, assuming he's fit. I think I think he will be in there. So that, See, that's think... a bit of an if, though, isn't it? Because like he has been injury prone in his career. Oh, I just, I just, I don't know. I've, I've, I quite strongly disagree because I, I think he's drifted in games. Don't get me wrong, but you can't then argue with the assists and the goals output. No, no, he... no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But it's like, can he last the course of a season and can he affect games in the Premier League? He's not proven either of those things. He, he will get a chance and he deserves to get a chance, but we gave Steeperman a chance and I think we regretted not bringing somebody in and relying on him too much because when, when it went wrong with Marco, um, we didn't really have another option um, and I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see him take that chance again. I just think with Marco, it was like he got to the Premier League and it was like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough because that was what it was. It was all in his head, Marco. I, there's no, that's not going to happen with Kieran. Uh, the, when I spoke to him at, mm. at the end of the other whichever game it was um it, it, it struck me how he's like i cannot wait to have a proper go at the premier league i, ju- I just I, right. I just think i just i just think the quality of his the quality of what he's done with taking his chances and making goals i i, I just don't see it as being an issue actually 
Uh, compared to the rest of the 11. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? You make a good but, argument. Hey, and we might replay. This will be ideal to replay come September. It's when, good because know. it's a feisty debate. Like, and I, I think it's a really interesting one. I just think strength, strength and depth is going to be key next season. We want, we've got Pookie, we want another number nine. We've got Dowell, we want another number 10. We need a number six. We're but, going to need a right back and we need defenders. But this, we'd like talking about eight recruits <laughs> i mean like this this and this is the bit where in my head i'm going oh god i'm almost panicking so i'm hoping everyone's a lot calmer because it is like we we need a lot of players here is the squad actually having gone on about how strong it is all of a sudden after promotion are we looking at it going yeah but you literally need 10 new players <laughs> do you um, think we will how, how how many times do you think we'll break our transfer record once twice None this season, this summer. Surely we'll break it. I, I, I think, we'll, think we'll spend all together. They've already spent 15 million quid, mm, so keep that true. in mind. Yeah. But have um, they? Was that in the part of the old budget? Mm. See, to be fair, I think there's going to be two or three, definitely at least two other significant outlays for Norwich City for positions. This is going to be the summer because obviously the last time it was all about kind of consolidation. This is, this is going to be the summer. It's going to be so much fun. See, watching Kieran Scott and Stuart Webber try and put together a team and actually fling some money at it. Let's have it, man. <laughs> well, I mean, and we've also we've also got the fact that if Norwich sell Emi Buendia for 35 million quid or Max Aarons for 30 million quid, you know, that's that's a lot of players you can then probably bring in who they probably might think in some ways have got just as much to offer, but are cheaper. Listen, uh, likewise, it, there's also like a 25 million quid COVID hole that, you know... We, we, we also do. said, like, on, on a previous podcast, Aaron's going would not be the worst thing in the world for Norwich City. Like, I love the kid. It's brilliant. He's a great story, I think. I think for him, he's probably ready to move now as well. Like, another Premier League season wouldn't do him any harm, but I think playing at a team that's got more expectation to win at that level would probably be better for him. Um, and as I said in that previous podcast, Michael, like on here, look, I think a more defensive-minded right-back would be good for us, especially if um, we're going to maybe be playing, like as, as John suggested, maybe someone that can slot into a back three. You know what I mean? Like something like that would probably be quite good. I mean, I'm never going to be worried about players leaving because every single time we've lost our best player, maybe, or like Madison, Godfrey and, and Lewis, we've become better, I think. Especially you, you take two of our best defenders out last season and we've become a better defensive unit and then maybe that will happen again. Brentford have been good at that. I just always, I always yes. go back to my inner self um, from about four or five years ago, looking at Southampton going, yeah, but you can't keep doing that. <laughs> and that was what I used to say. And so there's a bit, I know it's the model and the plan, but in terms of the maintaining the team's development whilst doing that, there's, like, there's one anomaly like in that whole process, and that anomaly is Emiliano Buendia. You cannot replace that. <sighs> you, you can't. Norwich City cannot replace a player of that caliber. Like um, the rest of them are replaceable. He's not. Uh, I mean, let's say okay. Let's get some quick fire predictions here. Moritz Leitner will find a new club. Yep, gone. Got to surely because you can't keep going yeah. on advertising Queen White crisps. Um, so that's that. Of the young Irish stars, Adam either will go on loan. Uh, Andrew Omobamadeli will stay. Um, like it. Dermich will form an electro pop duo with John Rogers, <laughs> and they will tour <laughs> the uh, the East Anglian region to moderate success. But he will Doctor also Mike. Take that moderate. I'd give anything for some moderate success. I really would. I'm going to go for. <laughs> We're going to sign a big, tall striker and lump it into the box on the last 10 minutes of games. And we're going, what is he doing? But we get goals and points and results from it. Plan How about B. that? Plan B. And, yeah, and also, and also, right, like four years of teaching Norwich fans not to shout, kick it forward, will be like obliterated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In an was that your Norfolk accent? Because if it was, I'm thank God we didn't do the Scottish and Norfolk thing all throughout. Because that's not really nice, John. My impressions have gone down a storm <laughs> in this podcast. Have they? <laughs> No, no, really. There was, and in there my was head, definitely yeah. a storm. Definitely a storm. Um, well, look, I think that will all happen. Um, why not? And uh, let, let's see how it all pans out um, as we all recuperate over the summer. Uh, I think we've done the, uh, done the crystal balls um, a good service 
there, which means uh, I think it's probably time, especially on that line, uh, for On The Ball <laughs> this week <laughs> and indeed uh, this season. If you get to, make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player and add free to subscribers of The Athletic via our app. You can leave a review or a rating if you get the chance, wherever you wish. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, uh, send me a direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey. And um, if they uh, stay, um, you know, relevant come August, we'll have a chat about them. In the meantime, a big thank you to uh, the guys tonight, to Stu, to Steve and to John. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Brilliant. I just wanted you to all do that at the same time. Uh, And of course, to all our guests throughout the season, there are far too many for me to list, but I appreciate every one of them. And I hope they'll be back again uh, next season, as will we, of course, at the usual time for loads more editions of the On The Ball podcast, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. Until then, have a wonderful summer and never mind the danger. And we are clear because obviously we've still got to do a wits end. We couldn't go through and finish the season without a wits end. Could no, we? And we, the, this is the wits end of the wits ends. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. really finish the season with you, with the line, we've given the crystal balls a good set. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really bad way. <laughs> I mean, as I said at the start, we, you know, we are all on the floor, on the pitch. We don't know what we've just done for 50 weeks, but we know it's over. Oh, Brown's <laughs> about to walk pop- on and just like point at us all in turn yeah. and give us a rebuking. Um, to no, go away. You, that, this whole podcast's felt like what's end. I've quite liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's Michael's sort of ethereal, ravey <laughs> camera effect. We really yeah, need to put weird. this video out, man. Yeah, like, I, I know we don't normally do that, but I think we can put a montage. Can you crop me out and, you know, we can't my, do it then. But you're so handsome and you've got the best, like you're the only one with Norwich like paraphernalia in the back. Well, I don't know. I can see. There's one there. There's one the scarf's gone on the floor because I've got two Beautiful. pots. Got... Mm. Right here. Well, look, going. um oh that's thanks, John. That's grand. I try. Uh, I mean, this <laughs> welcome everyone to its end, especially all you Twitterkers out there. We are all Twitterkers now. Um you can email this part of the show directly, Twitterkers, Twitter, K-E-R-S at iCloud.com. Or you can use the hashtag Twitterkers on Twitter. Um, just please don't explain what it refers to. Uh, if you don't know what's going on, listen to On The Ball podcast number 42, which went live on September the 8th. We explained it all there. Um, we'll do Wits End again next season, won't we, guys? I hope so. I think we should ask for people to keep, you know, putting their, using the Twitterkers hashtag, sending you emails, all that stuff. We can have a bumper crop for when we return in August, right? Yeah, Actually, if anything weird happen? No. I was gonna say, if anything weird happens to any of you out there over the summer or wonderful and you want to tell us, we'll send it to us because I'll I'll make sure I'm collating them all and we'll we'll come back strong. Well, uh, you, you say this, Michael, right? But what I think is you could definitely fill an entire on the ball podcast with unread emails from, <laughs> from what I can deduce reading between the lines. <laughs> um so uh, I like um and apologies. Like, um, and I yeah, feel like we apologies. should have some apologies built up over the summer lots as well. Apologies. Not and I mean, if anyone, to anyone personally, <laughs> if anyone wants me to generally apologize, I think there, there is a, an opportunity for people who feel I should apologize for other things other than just not reading out emails. Then I'm, I'm more than welcome to, you know, do that sort of thing. Why can not? I, um, can I nominate? Can I, can I suggest a wits end award? Um, yes, definitely, please. Because uh, I, I think the the incorrect name or the new name of the year, uh, I think I've got two. My second place is, uh, I can't remember, is it Jonah Rogers or yep. Johan? Uh, that was a good one. But my favourite <laughs> one is uh, definitely friend of the show, Stephen Lappin. That, that, was, that might be my, my <laughs> oh, God. wit and highlight. Uh, I bumped into him the other day so, um, and he was talking to me. So I, I don't think it's reached him. Which is probably good news. Although he's such a lovely man, he probably wouldn't mind. But, you know, we, we've all been calling him the King of Spain, and I don't even know if he's ever been to Spain. So, you know, he's probably used to it. Um, King of it. I suppose he's been. Nah. I like, he must no, have no, been no. a holiday, like Magaluf. 
you know i mean we'll we may have did we ask him that we, when we did the podcast with him i can't remember now i feel like we might have done it, think it feels like of, the sort of question i would have asked him yeah i get a bit like do you think that's one of those you know certain footballers hate getting asked certain questions do you think that's one that annoys him like yeah. not 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 saying that you're laying a question and not calling that any question at all maybe no, yeah. more if you called him steve yeah, I, reckon, yeah I think so yeah yeah it's more of a steve anyway isn't he i would say it's more yeah. of a Steve Lapping. Stevie, Stevie Lapping. Stevie. Yeah, yeah. Scottish. He's, Stevie Lapping. Yeah. He's def- definitely a, a Stevie. That's why he's um, got a G at the end of his name, but he's Scottish. He's Lapping. I Lapping. <laughs> and he'll be Lapping around you if you start running against him, mate. Now I can then. just go broad Scottish for the rest of us. That's that what means. I'm going to do. I'm going to go, right, see in tribute to the, the, the person this segment is named after, right? I'm going to go Scott, full Scottish. He's gone full Scottish. Send, right? I don't Let's know what I'm saying, so that's fine. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, so twitterkids.co.uk, um, I hope the guys will be updating that throughout. It's still got the yellow and green confetti, which is beautiful. Uh, time since we last lost. I mean, I, I feel like there's going to need to be a Premier League version of that spinner. Um, mm. for next season Came since we last won um yeah <laughs> um maybe last var controversy um something like that uh you can you can leave your own review of the site and donate five pounds to big c which is a lovely touch well done guys um, oh, it's a wonderful website uh, and i reckon we're gonna have well they, the guys will have loads planned for that over the summer i'm sure for next season honestly um, by the way like see the fact that that has spawned from like 74 of these podcasts like so far under the belt is amazing and look they're the legends man but oh, they did get drunk yeah, on, love it. so uh you know don't like them you know i don't like them i told them i don't like them <laughs> they apologize to you no not yet yeah I'm, they did I'm, I'm he waiting. did he, he apologised to you on the pod. Oh, I missed it. I apologised um, to him then. I'm not saying. Right. I, I will say they've, they've DM'd me and taught me a bit. They're nice chap who they are. But they're, yeah, they're, they're lovely they guys. Can we talk about VAR whilst we're here? Do you think oh, it will change? No, 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 no. Do you think it will change any major, major changes? Well, they've to got to change. The they have to change how they do offsides because it just doesn't work. It's yeah, exactly. Just ridiculous. Do you think they'll um, just let? If it looks like you have to like, like blindfold. The VAR. <laughs> I guess the VAR, isn't it? You have to call them the VAR because the video assistant referee. They blindfold them and they literally go open their eyes and then close it again. Is it offside? Yes or no? Oh, uh, no. There you go. Carry on then. I think that's, like, that's the way it operates right now. I, do you know, right? There, I had an interesting experience. I sometimes work at Stockley Park where the, the VAR stuff's done. And I, I, like, I'm not going to name the referee, but it's a prominent Premier League referee who must have been the VAR referee in a game. And he was like walking out the place looking, you know that way when someone just like who was it? Come on, tell us. Don't mess around, please. Right, like you know, but you know that way, like when when you just want to get away from somewhere, like that look, that kind of body language, and I just thought, mm, you've made a a mess of your job tonight, mate. Have you ever like turned switches like plugs off? Like around there, or the fire alarm bang. That would explain a few decisions. I am the reason the VAR doesn't work. Like, (laughs) not want that out yet. Power's gone. Um, Let me. I really don't want. I've got to be honest. I really don't want to talk about VAR because I know what next season's going to be like. So, um... well, you see, when Steve earlier on said uh, I celebrated a goal, right? I was just thinking to myself, well, enjoy it, mate. (laughs) Won't get to (laughs) celebrate any next season. And that is the fundamental problem with it. Apart, well, there are many, but the fact that you can't really celebrate a goal. I like it. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's just going talk sport everything every, it's just being deliberately contrary. <laughs> I, uh, I, I still I would was... rather have it but you know I, I appreciate that it doesn't work so yeah anyway let's move on let's move on uh, Tim Tim Wardley sent an email saying Ollie Skip song um, because hi Michael surely it's just a rehash of the Gary Holt song there's no other choice he's here he's there he's everywhere Ollie Skip Ollie Skip mm, that's probably the best uh, but, one been in so yeah. far actually. Uh, to be honest like it's too late now Sorry, lads. The entries of I mean, they've, they, I mean, I've, I've listened to Celtic fans make up all sorts of creative chants in in my youth, and I don't think I don't think they've been up to the level. I, I, I want to see over the summer. I want to see that level rise, and I believe in all of the people that are, are putting these entries in that they they can get that up. Actually, an Ollie Skip song that works well to skip to, if that's part of your daily exercise regime. There, there's a there's a um, new to the challenge. Wait Beautiful. for Rod- Rogers and Dermich. Uh... <laughs> Dr. Mike. Um, 
James Hotchkiss got in touch. He said, I can't, I'm sure it can't just be me and me uh, that remember Libra, Mark Libra to the tune of Viva, Viva Las Vegas. I mean, I'm surprised no one else remembered that because I definitely that's remember singing that. See, that's really good. Uh, that's, almost, that's, the, that's the level we're going for. Elvis. Let's use almost as, well, it's almost as good as his goal against Manchester City, which was amazing. Um, and also Chris Barton got in touch. Each time I listen to the Face in the Crowd feature, where we've been you know, asking you to show us where your faces were in the crowd, he remembers the Aviva 360 fan pick. Uh, and apparently it is still on Google somewhere. So there you go. I mean, I'm in the press box and that. Um, it was a, a link. remarkable thing. Uh, I'll retweet it. I'll retweet it. I'll retweet it. Um, I spent almost the now. first 25 minutes not moving a muscle with a funny, stupid <laughs> face on. I promise. Yeah. So I was captured in the thing. So if you find me, I've got a big, stupid face on. Beautiful. Uh, That's I amazing. I didn't move. We're running out of time on the party. So really quickly, Chris Lacey has sent a picture of his boy in the background of of a bloke in uh, Norwich kit, yellow, luminous yellow gloves and scarves. It's a a wonderful picture. I'm going to retweet that. And uh, George Price says, we need an Adam Eder chant to thin Lizzie's whiskey in the jar, which, I mean, if if someone's playing live guitar to that, that would be amazing. Stu likes that too. I think that's a great shout. Please send your emails, twitterkers at iCloud.com or tweet to um, us all, the world, just with the hashtag Twitterkers. Um, Emmy Other Business, which of course may well be renamed Kenny Other Business if Emmy is uh, a departed <laughs> by the time we restart this pod. Who knows? Um, but no, because we've basically run out of time and this party is, we've got to kicking out time, really. Yeah. Zoom, oh. is, Zoom is kicking us out of this party. What oh. a party it has been, by the way. Probably the have best we, party have we've we ever been to. Too much, do you think? What? Have we imbibed too much? Like yeah, drunk too I much of the Kool-Aid. There's, there's been too much football. The football has finished. John has put on a virtual Zoom hat, which is very small. That's usually the point where the call, you know, where the call drifts away. <laughs> yeah. My, my code for, can I go to bed now, please? Let's go. Um, a huge thank you to everyone. I love you all. It's been a wonderful season. Thank you so much. These guys have been immense. Everyone who's been on the pod and, and done so out their own time. It's just fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You're brilliant. We'll be back in August. Have a lovely evening and a lovely summer. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cut. The Athletic.